Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain is either wired up to do maths and numbers, or it's wired up to be creative. That's what Mark Strutton says, and he is definitely wired up creatively. Today, people in Chelmsford will know Mark as the owner of chicken restaurant Schwings in the city centre. But before that, his life was very different as he was a DJ in Marbella, regularly mingling and socialising with members of the Only Way is Essex cast. Whether you're a fan of the show or not, you can't deny its impact, and for Mark, the only way is mobs essentially became his reality. But the reason he got those opportunities is because he was one of the best DJs in the area, regularly getting booked because of his innate ability to entertain a crowd. He may now be in the restaurant business, but he still has that charisma. Brought to you by Essex Live, this is Humans of Chelmsford. And this is Mark Strutton's story. It's one thing becoming a DJ, but it's another thing being a success at it. It's also a different thing entirely getting to DJ on the TOWIE circuit. So where does Mark's love and appreciation of music actually come from. Right, so, uh, yeah, so basically, the DJing part of the life was, it, it was more of a hobby um, to start off with. And I know we had our talk earlier, but it was a, um, yeah, I, I just basically, I love, for the love of music, um, it sounds cheesy, doesn't it? But um, yeah, for the love of music, um, did house parties, had fun with my friends and what have you. And then they basically, I wanted to do a club. They said that we'll push you into club. Um, did one night there and the club went off. So it all come from one night, yeah. And then yeah. I decided that I wanted to stick with it. Um, from that, started working for part of KISS, started doing different events, what have you. Um, and then I moved over to Marbella. I mean, you mentioned that um, that one night at the club and we talked about it a little bit before we started recording and the adrenaline rush it kind of gives you. What's it, what's it like being yeah. in control of that amount of people? It is great. It is. It is, it is a massive adrenaline thing. You're, you're, uh, and obviously the bigger you get and what have you, you have more people in front of you, what have you. You, you, you. Every DJ knows this. If you drop a tune and you have a lorry load of people in front of you you get this rush that hits you where they appreciate what you're doing so there, there, there's no uh, other feeling like it to be honest it's awesome yeah so what do you actually need 
to be a success. Talent is obvious, but anyone can use the equipment when they've had enough lessons. From Mark's perspective, what matters is the timing and knowing what your crowd expects of you. Uh, you've got to, these are the things I said you've got to have. So technically, anyone can use the equipment. It's a little bit like being a comedian. You've got to drop things at the right time. Um, you've got to know your material inside out. Um, and you've also, you've got to have a good knack to choose your material. So, yeah, that, I always explain it, it's like being a comedian. Exactly, yeah. And were you self-taught as well? Yeah, yeah. And like I told you earlier on, I've got my little brother now. So he's, uh, he's now taken over me. He's got 20 years of experience that I taught myself with. But then obviously with working in clubs and everything, you see all other DJs. And they, um, you pick up tricks, or still tricks, should I say. Exactly. And then make them your own. Imitation's a serious form of flattery, as exactly, they say. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what is it about Mark's DJ style that appeals to people so much? I, I think uh, things, like I said, everything changes. The, the, um, the, the thing with my style was, because, I, because my age sort of helped me, where I've been in music for so long, I understood it. I would also, I watch, you've heard, I don't know if you've heard of DJ EZ. He's a really talented DJ. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, he used to have this knack of throwing in old songs and other songs that weren't in the genre of music he was playing. And I sort of took that on board. Um, once again, watching all, uh, who else have we got? You've got Jazzy Jeff, who said something about people now listen to an iPad, uh, an iPod or iPad or whatever. Um, and they take music off of that, so they're not used to listening to a certain type of music consistently, which means you can change your music up. You can have a fast song and then scratch in a slow song that people really appreciate. And that's what I did with my style. I basically jumped genres, um, which in turn pleased the masses and made me got to where I got to. Because so yeah. really I imagine helped. when you've got the advent of the iPod, you don't have to listen to an album or a exactly CD that. start exactly to finish that. anymore, do and you? That's quite a big thing. You'll notice... I think quite a lot of DJs now are throwing in different styles, different BPMs and what have you. Um, I did go a little bit more extreme with mine. Um, and this is back in the day when people were playing only house music or only R&B. So I was jumping between R&B and house. Now you'll see a lot of people do do that. Exactly. But I would say that I was one of the first people that started experimenting with it and doing it. Now you have things called transitions, which people already make so you can go in and out of R&B quite easy in house music yeah and you also mentioned as well before we started recording that I think there's a, a, a league table if you like of Marbs DJs and you were voted yeah, top was, seven years in a row magazine that was over there I got uh, number one about seven times on the trot so um, but there, there's uh, like I said blanked you earlier as well I've just handed over to my younger brother who, who's, uh, who's doing really well over there now he's one of the main DJs the funny thing is as we were talking about the Essex link you do once the Towie scene came on you had uh, the likes of Love Juice come over there um, and loads of Essex um, brands and what have you I can't remember the names of all of them but that also brought a, no, a new load of DJs over to my bar so you've got Max Denham um, oh, there's loads of them there's loads of them so they, they all play over there now with my brother and what have you Now to the scene in Marbella which Mark has already touched on we all know just how much people love to party here in Essex, but over in Spain it's taken to the next level. It was something Mark instantly noticed when he finally made it out into the Marb scene. Well, every day is a, fr a Friday and a Saturday night. Um, the funny thing is, with Essex and with um, 
other districts around London, what have you, it's quite similar to Essex on a night out because in Essex, everyone seems to make an effort to go out when they're partying or when they're drinking, whereas sort of your Middlesex, um, Sussex, all that, they don't make as much of an, Essex, uh, an effort. I'm not from Essex, but that's one of the things I've noticed. So it's very similar in that aspect. Um, but every night, it's like any holiday resort, really, isn't it? Every night is a Friday and a Saturday night. Exactly. So, I suppose, does it have a lot of Essex traits when you get out there? It, it, it didn't used to have a lot of Essex traits. The, um, obviously, you had that TV show go on there. So you, the you, only way is mobs. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Um, and the, the uh, yeah, other TV shows and whatever. It's, it's been put more into the spotlight than it used to be. Um, it, and things, everything evolves, isn't it? it? It's changed a hell of a lot over the last 15 years. Yeah. In, in what ways have you seen it change? Um, well, you've got different lines and different entertainment and what have you there now. It, it, and whereas before it was more, it was more of a smaller market that went there that probably had a higher income. Now it's uh, done to the masses. It's, it's, it's more of a commercial destination than it used to be. So what about The Only Way is Essex? A TV show that needs absolutely no introduction on this podcast. Our county has become synonymous with the glamour and the drama you often find on episodes of the programme. Often, we're just the outsiders looking in. But what is it actually like when you're in the middle of that crowd? Mark knows from personal experience. Yeah, well, you, you obviously, the, the, uh, the only way is Essex sort of put Marbella in the spotlight again, didn't it? It was, it was a lot of people come over from that. But the, uh, most of the cast members and what have you on it, they're uh, friends of people that are promoters or they'd been PRs in, in Marbella itself. So it, it was, I think it was the same with the DJ career. You know when you see like the lottery finger, I've always said this with anything that's happened, the lottery finger used to come down and go, it's you. The same sort of thing happened with that TV show. With, I used to be a garage DJ with people around me with that. And it was the same sort of thing. It, it, it did bring a lot of people to my bar, that was for sure. Exactly, yeah. And I imagine you got to know a lot of the, the cast members yourself Yeah, I know. Well. I still keep in contact with a few of them. Um, one of them, um, if he listens to this podcast, I've been trying to get him down here for the last two weeks. <laughs> Where are you? Come <laughs> yeah, on down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, he sent me a message saying he's going to come down soon. He, uh, I was trying to get him here in December. But he's, uh, they had a lot of fashion show and Christmas bits and pieces and what have you. So Yeah, exactly. And um, obviously, if, if there's any football fans listening, they'll obviously uh, be quite interested to know that you became friends with a lot of footballers and played at the wedding of Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Like, what on earth is that like? I did actually sign a disclosure, so I wouldn't talk. Oh, I can't delve too much No, I, I, listen, yeah. I don't mind now. We didn't take yeah. any photos or anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now been dusted. I think he didn't want it in the papers at the time. But um, yeah, there was a... Three of us that flew over there to go and do that. There was myself, a really talented singer from Essex called Luke Burr, uh, and one of the guys from Rudimental um, went over and played his wedding. Yeah, (laughs) good, good, good fun. Really good fun. Understandably, there must be some favourite memories for Mark with life out in Marbella. Here's a few, or at least the ones he can mention on a podcast, which is meant to have family-friendly language. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could tell you those over this. <laughs> How many but, didn't we need to bleep out? <laughs> yeah, I know, it'll be a full bleep. But the, um, oh, well, Joe, it was just doing some of the, one, one of my favourite moments, if I'm honest, my favourite place to play in uh, Marbella was News Cafe. Um, the, the place is still, to this day, the best place, I think, to go um, if you want to go and have a drink. Um, and 
you've also got the Sala over there, which I, I don't know if I mentioned to you, my family are part of. Exactly. They, they, Was it your parents started it? Or they did, did yeah. So <laughs> they've got beach clubs and what have you. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the best places for me was the beach at the Sala, because we, we had a wild beach party. I shouldn't say this, but we had no limiter, so it was a proper beach party. Um, News Caf, which was blinding. Uh, and then I played in Valdez there in France as well, at a club called Dadoon, which uh, was about 5,000 people. But for a ski resort, that's quite a big club. Exactly. Yeah, um, awesome. Does that almost reflect a, quite a lot of your personality then, that you're, you're quite a, a loud, outgoing person, a bit like your music? Um, I, I think, do you know, this is a funny thing. I, I've always said this as well when I've met other DJs that are quiet. And you can normally pick and choose who you think is going to do well for themselves in. Like, obviously, I did all right up to my level. I was booked three times a day and I was doing, I did well out of it money-wise, but you've got the likes of other DJs that are huge and what have you. But you can normally tell if they've got the right personality for it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I could tell that my boisterous way and everything. It was a party lifestyle, wasn't it? I, 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 you probably see I've got a party atmosphere, party uh, persona, so yeah. to speak. Considering the success and the great time Mark was having, the moment came when he eventually stopped to take on a new pathway that ultimately led him to Chelmsford and to the opening of the Schwings restaurant. The reason he stopped? That came down to one simple thing. Age, simply age. <laughs> it's got everything to do with it. Um, yeah, I was getting too old and I didn't want to be the granddad in the club. So it was time to do something new. So we... Um, I looked at something, I, was, I promised myself I wanted to be out of DJing by the age of 40 and start a new business. So at the age of 35, I started thinking of new concepts, brands. And then likewise, as I said to you, my family's got a chain of restaurants. So it was sort of the natural progression of the thing to do. I was already DJing in the restaurants that um, they own. So while I was DJing there, I was also watching operations. I was killing two birds, one stone. Um, and, and then the next step for me, I took one of those over and was the manager at it. Um, and the next step for me was to do my own. As we found out in the last episode of Humans of Chelmsford, opening a brand new business isn't easy. Once again, Mark has found that out himself. There's always various hurdles that get thrown in your path. When we sat down to record this interview, it had been two months since Schwings opened. A very eventful two months. It's uh, Rocky Road, Road, but generally it's been brilliant. Every place always has their teething problems to start with. The first week to week and a half was a bit new staff, uh, different languages from Portugal, some couldn't speak English, new floor staff, new recipes, new everything. So you're going to have problems. You try and iron out those problems at the beginning as much as you possibly can by having soft openings, but you're never fully prepared for what you're going to get hit with. The... Uh, with that in mind, because of my, my previous lifestyle DJing, I was quite good at promoting. So I promoted the life out of this place and on my first day opened, um, I had a list from here to across the road, which obviously the kitchen couldn't cope with. So 
it, yeah, loads of teething problems, but we got there. We, we're getting there in the end. We're on number three, I think, now in Chelmsford on TripAdvisor and number nine in the whole of Essex in eight weeks. Exactly, which is pretty impressive. At any point during those eight weeks, do you think, why on earth have I done this? Every so day I'll wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I'll wake up. Yeah, the, the lifestyle is completely different. You're, you're up for 15 uh, 20 hours of the day now but that's because you're having to work whereas before you were enjoying yeah, listen, the, the passion I had for DJing I now found a new passion in this and uh, I hope people when they see it they can realise that the it, it's, it's, it's my mum always said to me it's weird she said it's like playing a game of Monopoly and she went just enjoy it and have fun with it and that is what I'm doing but I do enjoy what I'm doing and I think that comes across if you do well with something it's normally because you enjoy it you have a passion yeah. likewise with what you're doing Exactly, yeah. I mean, you can talk about the food and, and where it's sourced and things like that, but it's maybe the key part to why this is getting received so well is maybe the vibe that it creates and that enjoyment that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. As you can see from the place, the, the, uh, this, this is how I wanted it set up. This is everything in here I designed and had a friend of mine help me design. So this is reeks my personality, the place. Um, as you asked me earlier about the CDs and the music that played in here, they're both, it's music that myself and my brother have uh, compiled together from our mixed CDs. Um, the foodies, um, dishes that I've tried when I've been DJing uh, around the world. So I've basically picked off what I thought was the best because I'm a lover of chicken wings and then tried to replicate it as best as I possibly can here for, uh, for the mass. So. so why Chelmsford? Why did Mark pick this city to open up his restaurant he's not from the city and what with this being a chelmsford based podcast we thought we should ask the question joe you everyone asked me this question it's quite funny <laughs> that you should ask that so um when we opened up la sala i was living in spain um i had to fly back to spain as a dj so to speak um and then so La Sala was sort of like, if you imagine a triangle for people that can't see what I'm doing. So La Sala was one corner of the triangle. I then had my best friend that lived in uh, Wooden Ferriers, which you know is down, yeah, just down the road. that way there. We were then also looking at the site. I think it's called the Opera Room in Billericay. Uh, La Sala were looking to take that over as well. So as you can see, that triangle, Chelmsford basically sits in the middle of all of those. So it was nothing but a, a strategy thing for location, so I didn't have to travel to each one. But then moving here, I was sort of fell in love with the place, to be honest with you. Exactly. Had you been before? Yeah, I used to play ice hockey. So. Oh, really? For the Chieftains, I think? No, it. for Slough. Oh, okay. I, I played against the Chieftains. Mm -hmm. So um, it is, uh, yeah, I've been here a number of times. But for me, it's changed a hell of a lot. This was 20 years ago when I used to come here. Yeah. And I, I think the place has changed massively. It's, you can see it's, much, it's seriously on the, like, a, it's up and coming massively, isn't it? it? And I suppose it's a perfect opportunity for you to jump on that bandwagon if you like. Yeah, I've always seemed to be very lucky, but it's, uh, I was watching everything that was happening. You've got all the big players coming in and what have you, and it, it seemed like the right thing to do. I, I purposely chose this location as well. It's on the outskirts Obviously, that helps with money in the end. Um, and then I knew that if I did what I do and I'm good at it, people would come to us um, rather than having to walk down the high street by chance. So it works for me in the end. Exactly. And, and then obviously the predecessor to this place, it was uh, a canteen. Which, which is now just around the corner is doing very well yeah, for itself. Yeah, another successful well. business. So, mm -hmm. And then you've got the, the guys from Olio's that I know. Uh, I knew them before I took the site on. They've also done, got a really successful business. Yeah. Um, so it's a perfect location. 
that seems to be one of the plus points deciding to set up your business in Chelmsford. Independent businesses are essentially in it together and they will help each other out. But then it's also important to be different in the city. I think you, you're, uh, I always want everybody to do well. I don't want to see anybody, even if it's my competitor, I, don't, I want everyone to do well. I don't see why everybody can't do well. But yeah, I think they, they do. Probably more the independent, as you say. Um, yeah, if any of them guys, like they all help me if I've got a problem. Like today they're in grabbing some stuff they need and what have you. But I think in, in, in general, I think like Chelmsford's turning into a restaurant city. I don't know if you would agree with yeah, me on that. A real hub for restaurants now. Yeah, yeah. I suppose long term then the idea is to grow Schwings, the brand if you like, and is it open one each year as the aim? That's exactly it. I want to do even more than one. The first one's got to be sewn up and done right. Um, people that come down here, most of the times I'm getting five-star reviews. Every now and again we'll have a blip where it won't be a five-star review. So there's still you can't please everyone all the time. But my aim is to please everyone all the time. So I've still got a little couple of things I need to get sorted. Once this one's done, we're looking at Colchester, um, then Cambridge. I'll keep them in Essex to start off with. Um, but once we get the ball rolling and this is a finished product ready to roll out, they will be rolled out quite quickly. But all of them, I'm never going to lose that thing, you know, with brands and chains and what have you. I never w want them to lose their own identity. So even though this is done out a certain way, like the wings on the wall there is a, a picture of painted wings, that won't be painted wings in the next one. It'll be something different. Do you know what I mean? They'd all have their own unique traits. Yeah, yeah. I want all of it. I don't want it to be something that's lost it. So I always want to have an input in everything that's going on. Then, so that, yeah, bringing that back to music then, because I kind of notice a few similarities. And yeah. You, you, you always appreciate the individuality of a musician or an artist yeah. or a particular song. Um, I'm a music fan myself. Just how important is it to to keep that and maybe not blanket everything with the, well, with the same character? If you like? you, I think you've got to. It's it's a lot to do with that trends being having your own identity. Like likewise, you'll notice that I've done a chicken wing shop where there's no chicken wing shops anywhere local to us. Um, it's a unique selling point, but I've done that also to be different to everybody else. I don't want to be the same as anyone else. If you look at all the chairs in here, you'll notice that none of them are the same. That's another thing. And for somebody that claims they've got OCD, it's quite a thing to have that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that quite annoying then when you look around the scene? Do you know, I appreciate the style and the art behind it, but um, I like when you see my fridges or downstairs, if you go downstairs, you'll see all the wine bottles, even though they're not on show, all the labels are facing the same way. Uh, everything has to be a certain way and tidy and clean. So yeah, it, it, I, I appreciate the style of it. You, 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 your brain is either normally, this is what my mum told me, is linked up. You're either very intelligent with numbers and figures or you're very intelligent creatively. And I seem to be very intelligent creatively. I'd like to think so anyway, pat on the back for me and mum. Yeah, well, <laughs> fingers crossed it's true because I have got, not got numbers and figures in my strength. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose that. last question because I always like to finish on a high point if you like and one of the maybe more important themes I've got from this conversation is the importance of individuality yeah. and being proud of who you are yeah. would that be an overall message you'd, lo you'd like yeah, to send 100%. out if you it is a, all of this brand was to basically set up it was a, a lot of people said I wouldn't be able to do it as well so it was just it's that old saying you know when you hear you weird people if you want something you've just got to go out and get it and do what you can to do it it's exactly the same with this it, it, loads of people are saying you're mad even when you research the business it says 
if you're there isn't anyone doing what you're doing in the area why aren't they do you know what I mean so when you're researching the business you look at that but I just thought to myself I've, I believe you'll have a vision you'll have a passion you just got to go for it and I've did that with DJ and it worked for me I've done it with this place it's starting to work for me just believe in what you're doing and crack on exactly and with that perfect positive note to end on and thank you once again Mark for coming Lovely. on to the podcast and being the guest absolute pleasure obviously great to see how this place is developing after just eight weeks and we look forward to seeing what you do and maybe more of these opening up in the future as well 100% invite to the opening on the next one that's for sure I'll, I'll be there <laughs> <laughs>